Speaking of Chris Pratt, guys. Cool. Yeah. We are recording this the day of. We are hours away from the biggest reveal of the year of our lives. What does Chris Pratt's Mario sound like in the? Well, it, I do know this. It's unlike any voice he's ever done before. <laughs> Is that one of the quotes from? I'm, I'm fairly positive. He, fairly positive. Someone on the team, or him, or him himself said this is unlike any voice a brand new voice he's unveiling for us he's he's breaking another like octave or something a register of sound that's never been captured before. i'll tell you this much and i'm gonna bring our friend dom mosquiti into this he's not italian again yet again chris pratt is not italian dom's argument for the a french man doing an italian man's voice and now we have a christ man doing an italian man's (laughs) voice Uh, we have a mega church man is the kind of the vibe yes. we have from Chris Pratt. Yes. Uh, what do you guys, I was going to ask, like, what do you guys, where's your predictions? I want to cut to all these, you know, we have, we have uh-huh. at least uh, one Italian on our, on our board. Well, um, I don't think it's going to be Italian at all. You think wow. so? You, you think it's going to be, you think it's going to be like East Coast? What? I think he skews off Italian, I think. Like not even a trace. I, I, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to hear him try, honestly, but I don't think he, <laughs> I don't think he's brave enough. What, what do you think, Kevin? Man, um. I, I I really got to struggle to care about Chris Pratt and his performance. <laughs> no, play with me in this bit. <laughs> no, play with Chad. I do want to play with Chad. I do think I do want to match Chad's energy and be fun about this. <laughs> uh, I think that he's going to go as an homage. If I'm being mm. positive about this, I'm being fun and podcast positive. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I think he's going to. Do uh, an homage to Bob Hoskins. I think he's gonna do oh, a Hoskins is Bob again. Hoskins fucking dead again. Yeah, yeah Bob Hoskins yeah. is dead. Fucking God damn it! This is how I find out. I'm sorry, ah. dude. This world sucks now. There's no Bob Hoskins in it. John Leguizamo is oh. alive though. Yeah. Oh great. What? What do you mean, John Leguizamo rules? I don't know. The pest was kind of annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the pest. <laughs> That's just good acting. <laughs> I guess. I guess. I, I guess that. I, Movie's good acting. He's also uh, the clown from Hellraiser or whatever. Yeah, not Hell- no, from from Spawn, right? He's whatever. The <laughs> annihilator, a violator, or something. Um, I, you know, and look I, again. I just want to say again that Bob Hoskins is a very English man. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think he has any Italian in him. Maybe he does. Who knows? It's almost like a joke with them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, listen, I know Italy, like, whatever, they backed the wrong side in World War II. Italy's made a lot of bad choices. Let's just say that. <laughs> Especially lately, am I right? Yeah. Politics? Yeah, politics. <laughs> Rise um, of global fascism? What's up with that? It's pretty wacky. Stop. Maybe that'll be, like, what starts our World War Three is, like, Italy responds really poorly to the Mario Brothers movie trailer, and it's just like, this is war. Is it implied that Mario is of direct italian lineage or is he an american italian oh i mean i think his parents came over on the uh to ellis island they they call him an italian plumber they don't call him an italian american that's plumber. true that's true what about a franco-american plumber <laughs> wait what <laughs> i don't know i just like i was thinking about chef where he was called franco-american and i never knew what that meant <laughs> well you know you're right you're you're you are right he's kind of franco-american because the man who does his voice is french yeah, Chucky yeah. Martinet. Oh yeah, he's got some sort of I, he's got some sort of cameo in this movie that I can't wait to figure out how much they just kind of like give him a a paltry like are you are you Grandpa Mario? Are you like oh my god? If there's a Cranky Kong Mario, that would be sick. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, yes, an old an old man monkey man. Yes. <laughs> okay, so in the like Donkey Kong Country contingency, there has to be because like Cranky Kong is 
the original Donkey Kong in that. Oh, yes. So there has to be the Jumpman. The original Jumpman has to be in it, right? But I think Mario is supposed to somehow be that same Mario. Mm. Unless unless there's been other Marios like the Dread Pirate Roberts we just didn't know. Ooh, unless, yeah, yeah, there's a time travel thing going on where, like, Donkey Kong lives in, like, some sort of future version of... Uh, of the Mushroom Kingdom, which could make sense. Or I guess... No, that makes sense. Yeah, live. there's already time travel with, like, Baby Mario and Baby Luigi just kind of, like, living in the same place. Yeah, Mario timeline's fucked up. It's a multiverse, baby. I'm assuming they're going to cover this in the movie. Yeah. Uh, I think Chris Pratt is going to be like, listen, I've been kind of, like, phoning it in the last five years. Uh, <laughs> I'm burning out my goodwill. I got my Schwarzenegger wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, but I need to like, I need to really dig in. And mm-hmm. so he's going to go through all the great Mario portrayals. He's definitely going to go study the works of Hoskins. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think he's going to land more on a recreation of Lou Albano's. Oh my goodness. Uh, if he goes Lou Albano. Okay. So there you go. That was an Italian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had one. Was he, do we know for sure he was actually Italian or um, it wasn't I'm, like, you know, like how the Iron I, Sheik was something wasn't even like a from that country? I'm There's no way it. to know if anyone's Italian. Lou Albano was Italian, and the only way to know if someone's Italian American is if they have a vowel on the end of their name. Wow. Wow. Wait, I do. <laughs> but it's silent. <laughs> but it's a good Wait, game. Paul, you do. Wise counts. Why counts? Well, that's not the Italian. Dom's name, but... got a vowel. Damn, this really connects. It, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Paul is sometimes Italian since his since the Y <laughs> yeah. on the end of his name. All right. I mean that's pretty much my entire bit. That's all I had. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chad. You can't this bit doesn't end when you say so. I, uh, this, is, this is it. We gave Chris Pratt too much time and energy. You know what? <laughs> I, I mean, we didn't even talk about his complete lack of ass. We didn't talk about the bad pixel I, art I, on the antique side. Oh, like, yeah, why that's does right. Everyone want, why does everyone want him to have a big, big dumper? Like, I don't get it. Because cake is good. Like, it's just so egregiously, like, anti-ass. Like, they're like, no, no, don't give him any ass. Then folks will be like, haha, big juicy ass. But they've, like, kind of harding themselves. It's ass erasure. I yeah. thought his butt was fine. I don't know. I, I, I want to I go with the internet's big joke on it. And I know that... um. My 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 you know my friend Ed, who's actually a co-director on the movie, he's like loving the butt memes. He's like been <laughs> reposting them on stuff. So clearly, like in jokes, great. I I don't know. That's a fine it, butt. It violates a fundamental rule of character <laughs> design, which is well, <laughs> round is friend, triangle is enemy. He's right. <laughs> He's right. I, I would say, to be fair, he's wearing overalls, though. Like, overalls are not a very butt-revealing, like... Oh, outfit. my God. You're both... This is like haymakers of good points being made right now. Back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> I want the fight to stop. I feel bad because both of my friends are getting worked. Uh, what, what was this like? Kevin, you're not the first person to bring up this. So we're talking about the the poster of Mario looking up at his giant megaplex of, of Mario Land stuff. And the other other thing people zeroed in on was like some sort of low pixel image. Sorry, I'm 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 looking up whether or not overalls make your butt look good. <laughs> I mean, I'm <laughs> sure there are some that do. I'm sure overalls. I would argue that overalls probably generally don't make your butt look great unless you get them very well fitted because it could be very yeah. Loose. Fashion overalls, yes. Like workmen's overalls are probably pretty baggy. I don't know. I, I think we all have to purchase overalls and and uh, okay. start a rate my butt. Yeah, we have to rate our butts and start a calendar. All right, so, um... I'll get some jean overalls. Sounds oh god, just sounds like sweat town. I'll be honest. I know you don't wear. <laughs> you got to wear them in the winter only. 
Yeah, just a uh, a denim heat trap for my entire Ooh. body. Oh boy, Jared, you can you can uh, cut him if you want. If you want Jordarals, <laughs> where wait, where where? Oh oh, you mean the legs? I was like the crotch. That's a <laughs> look right there. <laughs> the crotch is over. <laughs> I think if you cut the shorts, then it's actually like kind of a more fashionable like uh, one kini or something. Like what's yeah, you're mean? you're fun and funky when you do that. Like yeah, I might, I might dig into that. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, you might you might have an Etsy where you glue seashells <laughs> to something. Yes, <Just> sell. <laughs> what was your term for it? Jort Jort uh, Jordarals. 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 I love it. I like Jort Kini too. Jorkini. Well, that's the one where you, you cut the butt out entirely so you can show your butt. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, a, like a bikini has no butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And you just you just get to accentuate the more of the skin and the and the flesh and that sort of thing. <laughs> the, the flesh. Oh, man. This has been wide-ranging, my friends. I was talking with one of my roommates about this, and if the Mario movie ends up being awesome, uh-huh. then I yeah. will have to admit that I know nothing about movies and I know nothing about video games. Oh boy! Wow, that could be. That's not true, though. That's you could. You're allowed to be. The movie can be good, and you still know things. I don't know, Chad. I <laughs> I think if the movie is so good that it's better than the video game Super Mario Brothers, like I don't know anything about movies or games. None of us do. <laughs> I think there's gonna be a couple of very fun sequences that people use in like music video uh mashups for the rest of time mm-hmm. yeah and charlie charlie day is going to be very very charming as luigi oh yep. as always yep and then and yeah there'll be there'll be a few bright spots i think it's gonna be better than the sonic the hedgehog movie chad i know you got a friend working on the thing and i'm biased uh, i i'm not i'm i'm not gonna insult his hard work because god this seems like one of the toughest projects i'm just saying when it comes out and it's amazing, he's totally going to turn my world upside down. I'm I'm looking forward to it. This post Mario movie renaissance that we have, I'm very excited for it. There's a lot riding on this movie for Kevin's life. What if it's 90 minutes of Mario just trying to climb a hill as Donkey Kong throws barrels at him? That would be, I would argue, as revolutionary as early film, as the <laughs> earliest films. I would think it would be like it would instantly be in the. Hall in Congress. I think Congress would have to put it in there right away. <laughs> in Congress. In Congress, not the not, not the, even the archives. Not the archives. In Congress, not, they all watch it. No, they yeah they they start they start every <laughs> session by watching the movie. Is Yoshi in it? Uh, Yoshi's got to be in it. There's no way he's not. Yeah, Yoshi. Sometimes Yoshi isn't in things that you think Yoshi is going to be in. Uh, uh, I mean, if they pull their punches and they're like, wait until there's like an egg hatching at the end. Bad movie. I just learned something incredible today. One of my favorite Japanese composers, Kazumi Totaka, yeah. uh, is the voice of Yoshi. Occasionally. In, oh, it's just in general? It, that it, makes occasionally sense, yeah. the voice of Yoshi. I don't know if he's always the voice of Yoshi, but he has acted as Yoshi. That's they cool. Did, that's right. They didn't announce a Yoshi voice in that cast listing. It's, he does all the hop, pra, poing, ha. And the, uh, and the, <laughs> when he's shooting, when he's, when he's shitting out an egg. Yeah. <laughs> I hope Yoshi's in there. Yoshi's the best. I agree. I'd be very surprised to see Yoshi. I I can't believe that we're this is the, these are our last moments. The world could change after this podcast. Yeah. Recording. 
Putin Again, might like withdraw out of Ukraine <laughs> because of the movie. Hold on, I heard the Chris Pratt voice today. I need to pull out of this war. <laughs> I understand peace now. Uh, maybe there's other things than conquering land as my body dies. And like, if it does all that, if it changes the world, if it recontextualizes art, I'm just going to be sitting off to the side while everyone's like partying in the streets with a little frown, being like. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, and then, Kevin, I'll be there at your door with an open hand going, come out and dance in the streets with us, buddy. Here's a mushroom. We're all doing mushrooms now. <laughs> all right. Well, the Mario movie makes mushrooms cool. Uh, welcome to Goosebuds. Welcome, welcome to Goosebuds. to Goosebuds. <laughs> I'm Paul. I'm Chad. I'm Kevin. And someone didn't know how to tell the difference between our names recently. I don't know. What do you mean? Like our voices? This is Chad. That's Chad voice. Uh, Yeah, they couldn't figure out which one was Chad, I think. Oh, no. They said which one of of us talks. It was on our our subreddit. Shout out to our subreddit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they described someone that talks like Mordecai from regular show. Which I think would be you. I I thought it would be Paul. I think it's you, Paul. Really? Really? Yeah, Paul, you got a laid back kind of voice. Wow. I didn't think I was that cool. Yeah, I yeah. Think you got, Kevin's I think more you... of like a Mordecai or a Rigby. What? <laughs> I don't know. No, you're you're, you're no, you're more. <laughs> that was my Rigby. That was nice my Rigby response. Uh, that's good. <laughs> I don't know. I hope that helped you out, random Reddit poster. <laughs> Listen, I... This, I guess I guess the subreddit's a good enough place to ask that question. I am Paul. I potentially have the Mordecai voice, and uh, after the world changes and we hear Chris Pratt's new voice, I will unveil a new voice for myself that I've never done oh, before. Oh, we're, wow. we're all getting new voices. That's the thing. Yeah, so just after you, you just learned how whose voice belongs to who, I will change it up on you. That's just the way it goes. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, this is like, what? what's that phenomenon? Now we're just back into the pre-show ramble, but like that. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry I took a second. Th- <laughs> This like that phenomenon where like um what was like announcer voices in like the 1920s basically kind of like that that heightened thing infected everyone else so everyone started talking like that to imitate it yeah transatlantic accent yeah I think that might happen with Chris Pratt's Mario voice it might just be so fucking good we all start doing that well I mean oh I mean I kind of have the transatlantic accent I don't have the New England accent are you saying you're a Jekyll and Hydo of accents. Oh Whoa. man! Oh, that's a transition. I got us there. I got us. I pulled us back out and I put us back in. All right. Um, this book, guys, it holds yeah. nothing back. Starting off with like two dead parents, pretty cool. Oh, uh, I loved it. Kill the parents off. This is so yeah. much cleaner. I was making my normal notes and making my normal jokes about the kid and how dramatic <laughs> they were being. I was like, okay, mm. we got this. She, she shows up. Her name is Heidi. Davidson. Davidson. Heidi Davidson. And Heidi Davidson is repeating her name over and over and over again. She's sitting on a bus and she's being very emo. And uh, she talks about how she has a mysterious past and she's a poet and she's dark and sick. Oh, I, I loved that. I, I The way she described her, she's very much a 13-year-old kid who's trying deep, deep thought. I mean, she went through a lot of hell. Well, we don't know. We don't know this yet. We don't know. That. Let's, let's keep ourselves in the headspace of not knowing that yet. <laughs> True. It was just this this one I screenshot of that was like, with the sun behind clouds, the snow-covered ground had darkened to gray. Long shadows stretched over the parking lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I suddenly had the strange feeling that I was in an old black and white movie. I have feelings like that sometimes. I'm a poet, remember? Remember that, because it, it's like an incredible opening. It's just one of those moments that like, I'm just sitting there, I'm like, I'm like he's building a mysterious past for this girl. He has this yeah. quote. 
sometimes I wish I didn't have so much to write about. Mm. Heavy, heavy stuff. And then we find out I'm making jokes about it. And then, uh, yeah. and then all of a sudden, she's like, "My both my parents are dead. They both died in a yeah, car that, accident." That fucking wham line where you're like, "What an emo kid!" Uh, and then <laughs> <laughs> gets you with the both my parents are dead, and I'm like, "You know what? Awesome!" Like, I I now like completely sympathize with this character. This character, yeah. like, this character comes pre John Wicked. You know, like <laughs> <Pre-wicked>. anything <laughs> this character does is justified now. <laughs> a John Wick that I guess just hates all cars. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait until Kevin starts his national uh his national tour where he speaks and teaches you how to write books and stories and he talks about pre-John Wick pre-wicking your character. Yeah, pre-wick your characters. Uh saves you a lot of time. You don't really <laughs> You don't really have to show the dog. Get, get just skip that whole first act, just get right into it. He's John Wick. And Medias Wick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I really like um, the the pros in general. I don't know if this is just because it's supposed to be Heidi, or uh, you know, as a ghostwriter. I I this felt like a much more fun to read book than normal. There's, this um, felt like a more feminine book. Yeah, I thought. Yeah. In fact, I think if this was ghostwritten, I think that there may have been a couple of lines and maybe a couple of moments that were uh, <laughs> on a on a late pass, maybe that were steined it up. Because overall, this book does a great job of setting up. The opening has a lot of moodiness. It's moody, like yeah. for like the first like third to half of this book is like very well paced. Uh, yeah, yeah, just really setting up a lot of like interesting mysteries and backstory. Yeah, we we've done this. We've done a type of scene like this before in the show already. There's been a lot of kid on the bus. In Media Wick on the way to the adventure. Uh, but usually it's like complaining or just like sharing, like, I have brown hair. I thought about that a couple of times while reading this, where I was like, this, like you said, pre wicked. We pre wicked this kid. And every other kid is complaining about the, and like, maybe it's trying to be relatable to kids, right? And I get that. In the other books. In the other books, that. yes. And I think that's what it is, right? Ultimately, is like, maybe they didn't want to go too heavy. They didn't want to depress the kids reading the books. But like, I feel like. Every other book is trying to be like, I'm annoyed at school. I'm annoyed at my parents. My little sister's annoying. You know, like it's all these like yeah. things that I, a kid is supposed to relate to. And as an adult reading a child's book, it just doesn't work for me. Okay. Yeah. And that's what's great. <laughs> <laughs> but but like if if I was reading this book as a kid, uh, yeah. I would be like, oh, man, she's moody. I'm moody. I wish my parents were dead. <laughs> 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 then I could I, be I, an artist. <laughs> then I could be a true artist. I could be a poet like Heidi Davidson. I, 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 I love this opening immediately on board her more than most protagonists. Yeah, uh, she's already in the upper echelon of of Goosebumps characters. Definitely. Um, well, yeah, this, some things yeah? happen towards the end, and we'll get. Oh, there. I love everything she does. All right, we'll talk about this. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, Heidi is on this bus. She's the only one on there and she's just a band dropped off at a bus station. There is an older woman on the bus as well. And I don't know that that Oh yeah, but then she like disappears. Yeah, yeah that... she's a weird red herring yeah. kind of kind of character. Like It's she, not even used uh, for like it's not, it's not even like a red herring for like a fake out scare. It's just like a moment. Yeah. She doesn't even say like you'll die here. It's just like, <laughs> oh, there was an old lady and then I lost tri- sight of her. Where is she? Is she under the bus? Yeah. I um, love I love the trope of old lady who says you'll die here. That's one of my favorite. You'll tropes. die here. <laughs> you'll die here. <laughs> Pretty sure it's in Silent Hill. That's my favorite part of John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know if you caught uh, this movie detail, but the old lady says you'll die here to the dog before it dies there. What? <laughs> oh my god, she's at the gas station somehow or something. Uh, die. Uh, so uh, Heidi's from a town called Springfield, and she's moving to a town in Vermont. Um, I know, like the the Simpsons joke about Springfield is every state has a Springfield, right? But in my head. She was moving from Springfield, Massachusetts, which is just below Vermont. Mm-hmm. Oh, Vermont. see, I was like, it's Springfield, Illinois. But all right. See, okay. every, every town's got Springfield. Is there Springfield, uh, uh, Pennsylvania? Sure is. Yeah. What? Man, maybe th- maybe that's like, not to derail, but maybe the fact that there's just a Springfield in like every state, that's the secret to all of us. Is <laughs> It's like, you know, I've been, I've been playing God of War where like all the realms are on top of each other. Maybe Springfield's just kind of like parallel <laughs> cities. Oh man! If you if you go to one Springfield, you can transport to any other Springfield in America. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Let's say it, let's say it's Springfield, Massachusetts. Let's say it, so. I was gonna say let's stay autumnal. Let's well, even though this takes place in winter, let's stay a nice northeastern uh, New England uh, fall vibe that we got going on yeah. here. This whole story takes place there. Well, we immediately get snow, so it's a winter. I know vibe, it's winter. It, it ends <laughs> The woman, the old woman said, you'll die here. And then you the snow fell. And she slipped on the snow and died. Um, <laughs> She's like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. The old lady was right. Uh, Heidi gets off at the bus stop. And the bus driver's like, you got anyone? She's like, no. No one's got, no one's here for me. Bus driver's like, not my problem. Just I was just going to say the bus driver yep. says, not part of my job. Uh, and I'm out of here. Goodbye. <laughs> bus driver's uh, been burned by too many kids. <laughs> you're not the first solo kid i've dropped off here the, the orphan uh <laughs> and this like i was i was trying to try picture like how small of a town this is because mm-hmm. it almost felt like it was like an old western like definitely two, got, yes yeah two horse town but uh it, this is probably what like ten thousand people or something yeah this is know, silent even. hill this, this is like this fi- is, i think uh... it was like 500 people yeah, this is a Stephen King SM. Yeah, I guess that's true because where where the story goes, you almost need it to be small enough. I think they said there's four cops. There's four it's cops. A four cop town. Yeah, it's four cop town. So you like they have to Still be able- too many cops, if you ask me. <laughs> there are a few. Uh, there are a few of them. No cop towns here in Massachusetts. I don't mean to. <laughs> I don't mean to brag, but <laughs> just chased them out. There's cop- there. We have, we have towns too small in Western Massachusetts to support. A, a dedicated police force so some towns either share or they just don't, they just use state sounds like there's a job vacuum there if someone wants to be like cop a small town that sounds well like no a there's thing. not they don't want one they don't need to pay one <laughs> <laughs> it's not a job vacuum it's just a we don't we we don't need you you rent one on tuesdays we have them on tuesday the only currency those towns have is pure chaos <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're just purging all the time <laughs> Uh, so Heidi's at the bus stop thinking about her lot in life, what she, what she's going to be. She she recalls that at one point she had visited her uncle, whose last name is Jekyll. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's going to be kind of like a, you know, I thought it was going to be like a fake out, like it's spelled differently. But no, it's spelled Jekyll. And she she spent time over there as a kid and remembers at one point asking him if he's the Frankenstein. And he laughed. A cute moment. That's a cute <laughs> moment. It's, it's really her only memory. Uh, Ever. And she... <laughs> yeah, uh, and she is greeted by uh, a cool boy named Aaron Freitas. You is she eventually thinks is kind of cute. I like Aaron. He's got no traits other than helpful and informative. <laughs> uh, and, and a bit of a like 
action hero vibe in some of his later action. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. He's got um. What's the Bat Boy from Stranger Things? <laughs> oh, he's Steve. Har- he got a little bit of a he's Steve got a, Harrington. He's got a little Steve Harrington in him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I also just I feel like it's interesting the characters in Goosebumps. You, we are usually the ones to me especially are like oh they like each other. It, this is one of the few times I feel like they actually like, I had a crush on this character. Can I ask? Did we ever confirm in this book how old these kids are? I don't think we ever 12. did. 12? Is there, is there a 12 drop? I didn't know. I think there's a 12 drop. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, almost they all are the ti- tweens. Almost all the time you get the, the age like straight up front. And maybe I just forgot it in the fact that the I found out that girl's parents died. And I just draw all the information disappeared in my head. You were stunned by that trauma. I was very yeah. stunned. You know what? Okay. She describes herself. So uh, her uncle, who she's going to stay with now that her parents have died, uh, has yeah. a daughter, Marianne. Um, and she describes her her cousin, Marianne, as long, curly brown hair and big brown eyes. And she talks about how she feels like she looks has no color to her because her mm. hair is light brown and her eyes are green. And I was like, girl, you're way more colorful. Green eyes? Come on. Girl, you got green eyes. Girl, you got blue eyes. <laughs> That's a New Order reference. Girl, you got eyes. <laughs> <laughs> uh when when uh, Heidi mentions to uh, cute boy Aaron Friedis that like oh I'm gonna go stay with my uncle uh, Uncle Jekyll mm-hmm. he's like get the fuck out of here you you don't there's oh my this God. Is a bad town bad places are here and there's a horrible monster that attacks the town we're all pretty sure Doctor Jekyll's doing it I like that's what he mentions it because like he's like she's like is there anything fun to do in town and he's not like. Not really. We're kind of suffering like frequent monster attacks <laughs> yeah. at the moment. Literally <laughs> like, every night, gouts of flame are erupting into the sky. But you know, I like to go to the movie theater twenty miles away. Yeah. Thank God, this the, is kind of how I picture the Silent Hill people actually live. Yeah, I in think their you're right. State, right? Yeah. Thank God the movie theater is twenty miles away from Silent Hill, so it's never been fog monstered to death. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, she comes into this place with already suspicions of like your uncle is a bad dude, right? And yes, we we are all the cops are already like bewildered by this creature. Uh, it's a bad place. It's not just a sneaking suspicion. The whole town's talking about. They it. literally say if we could pin it on your uncle, he would be in jail right now. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, they're they're trying to gather evidence. They're trying. Uh, they are trying to make a case against her uncle, and so they're like, please cop on your uncle when you get up there please and i do like how this sort of sets up a cool situation where um heidi is in between two different like perils like Mm -hmm. there's the there's the monster uh the the jekyll peril and then there's the townsfolk who are also like antagonists themselves because this is a crazy mob Yeah. yeah They're a big unruly mob. And speaking of Frankenstein, the ending, which we will get to, yeah. is definitely a heavy homage to the ending of Frankenstein. There's a lot. There's like, like they just kind of like, uh, whoever wrote this, I think R.L. Stein, his name's on it, I guess. But uh, <laughs> like, just kind of put a bunch of like monster movie tropes in a blender. Like, there's some werewolf stuff in uh-huh, this. Yep. There's some Frankenstein stuff in this. Lovecraftian uh, moments in it, I would there argue. There are Lovecraftian moments in this. And Ooh, it's cool. It's yeah, cool. That's this, a good point. This book is cool. This is a cool book. I, I actually I like this book a lot. Let's let's get into Heidi meeting her uncle, right? So yeah. uh Aaron's I think Aaron just like runs away. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he he, thro- he throws a, a, a Naruto smoke bomb at his feet. <laughs> Surfs away on his baseball bat that he yeah. has with him. Um, yeah. 
And Heidi, Heidi has to walk all the way. I don't know if they ever explained why, but she uh, Uncle Jekyll forgot to pick her up. So she walks to Uncle Jekyll's mansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, not just a house, but a, a spooky mansion. And a little, this is like a little uh, Resident evil And I mean, I know the Resident Evil yes. isn't the only mansion uh, horror. And it's, it's definitely playing off of other things. But for some reason, in my mind, this was the Resident Evil mansion when she walked This feels in. very Spencer Estate, yes. for sure. Yes, uh yeah so heidi heidi gets in there and she she runs into mariana who's not at all excited to see her her cousin i guess that'd be yeah yep mm-hmm. yeah uh telling her to get out of there and uncle joe was like oh hey uh let's not at all talk about the fact that i forgot to pick you up uh what's this Ar- well, you're Aaron mentioned over, you're skipping over the maid chad oh yeah there's a there's a maid there's a maid sylvia I don't remember Sylvia. You forgot about <laughs> Sylvia, the most important character that just disappears at the end of the out of the story. <laughs> I have no recollection of Sylvia. Yeah, Sylvia literally just like she's like, uh, I can see which way the the wind's blowing. I'm I was out gonna, of here, man. I was gonna ask you because since Chad forgot, since Chad forgot about Sylvia, I was gonna ask, do you think that Sylvia joins the mob at the end? <laughs> I I think she just like she she just ducks out. She okay, just takes right. a skateboard and goes and goes as far. <laughs> Kicks off. She skitches as far away from this town as she can go. Smart. Sylvia. Oh yeah, she's like she. I'm I'm just looking at uh the book. Like yeah, she just disappears like halfway through. I yeah, she just is. Com- that's the thing. She just disappears. But she's so she's I think not integral in the beginning. But she's the only person who's giving any sort of love to to yeah. Heidi in the beginning of this book. Yeah. We we shouldn't erase Sylvia and her emotional labor <laughs> for this household. She took she took her coat and led her to her room, and then she just vanished without a trace. And <laughs> admittedly, Heidi is a little rooter. Like they're like, "Oh, Sylvia will help you unpack your clothes." She's like, "No, I'll do it myself." And she just, she's in mourning, Paul. Okay, all right. I, you know what? I'm not going to judge. She she needs this. Heidi needs this. <laughs> Heidi needs a win. Heidi she does need, she needs win. to secretly unpack that she brought her parents' corpses with her to her her new home. <laughs> that's nice. Well, I mean, what's uh, left of them, I guess. Yeah, yeah. What's left, what's left of them? Uh, doctor. So, are, are we are we fine covering Sylvia now? The yes, the, the Phantom right. Maid, Doctor Mister Jekyll has them. Doctor Uncle Mister Jekyll. Doctor <laughs> Uncle Mister Doctor M- Jekyll M D uh, has has uh, Sylvia make them a nice thing of clam chowder for dinner, and they have a loveless oh dinner. God. Uh, together where uh, Marianne is very quiet and uh, I think Heidi does a really she's got some deep diplomatic tendencies uh, she tells the Frankenstein story instantly removes all tension that could have been left over from that story and makes it into a fun mm-hmm. event for them all to laugh about and uh, ingratiates herself into the family very quickly good job Heidi yeah she says something to Mariana uh, Marianne Mariana I think it's Mariana you're I think right it's Mariana I think she has something to Mariana that I thought was like one of like the sweetest like Hail yeah. Mary like goosebud kid things I've ever heard, which is she just kind of blurts out, I hope we can be like sisters. She goes like, for that it. That is that is such an emotionally vulnerable thing to say. Yeah. And like Mariana's like, I'm gonna ignore that. <laughs> Keeps going. Like Mariana's such a huge bitch to this person who uh just lost their parents mm-hmm. Mar- marianna is very clearly dealing with some stuff yes uh in a way that like i at this point in the book i was like oh she's a frankenstein monster that's mm-hmm. what yeah I'm doing i was like she's a homunculus yeah totally yeah. uh she's a full metal alchemist homunculus uh-huh. entirely. Uh-huh. Um, yeah but that that is not the case. That's where I felt the story was leading us. Uh-huh. I really thought RL was going to put a full metal alchemist homunculus in here. <laughs> Just half dog, half little girl. Chimera. Yeah. yeah. That'd be cool as hell. 
Oh, poor Nina. Um, so oh, she's fine. Heidi, so Heidi's having a great. <laughs> she's living as a dog. She's, she's fine. Great. She's fine. Kids she li- love she, dogs. <laughs> kids love being dogs. She gets to live with her dog forever. Um, so Heidi's like. Hey, uh, I ran into this cute boy, Aaron. He mentioned the whole town's like really after you about, you know, a monster. And he's like, God damn it once again. And he and he throws the clam chatter against the wall. <laughs> he's like, there's no monster. <laughs> there's no monster. He gets real, his face is red. His face gets real red. He's like, monster stories are a lie. He's like, I need to shout this at a child whose parents have just died. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the monster talk is quashed, and they go to bed. And she, um, she has a chilling, chilly, cold bedroom that she sleeps in. But but it's comfy. It's a nice modern bedroom. It's got books all over the wall and a giant, uh, you know, giant bookcase that fills the entire wall. I, I like one of Heidi's quirks, which is a very real paradox: is she's cold, but she can't sleep with the window closed. That's real. She's gotta have that fresh air. That's very real. I love that. A very real thing. I think that yeah, it was a very good detail. I know tons of people that that do that. Uh, I do yeah. not because I'm a I'm a smart person who does not allow myself to have ghosts and bugs come into my house at night with the window <laughs> open. Yeah, I'm a person who has cat a cat that'll just go outside that if too. I do that. So that I too, yes. Mm-hmm. Also that a ghost can penetrate a a, a, a pane of glass as well no, as it can penetrate my... a screen door. Mm, but like, what if it's like weather sealed? They can't. Well, if it's weather sealed. <laughs> So she keeps the window open through the whole night and wakes up to uh, a uh, a melee f- uh, fracas down in the town, uh, and again, <laughs> literally gunshots, flames yeah. shooting into the air, people <laughs> screaming. It is this is the Lovecraftian moment where this is like one of those moments yeah. where like in a Lovecraft wor- work, uh, he he's just got somebody like hearing the horrors in the distance, the the guttural animal screams that are that are occurring off in the distance. Really scary stuff. Yeah, I feel like in a normal Goosebumps story, this would have been like, I looked out my window and I thought I saw a shape in the woods. No, this is the town lost five people last night. Right, <laughs> right. And I love it. Bring on the chaos. Bring the chaos. This one, this book brings the chaos for sure. I, I love that the Beast, because the Goosebumps book, the Beast is mostly just like doing property damage, like wrecking yeah. cars and shit. Right. Like, that's very funny to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just somebody playing like Incredible Hulk for PlayStation 2. <laughs> oh my god ultimate destruction yes yeah. totally mm-hmm. uh yeah really as far as we're aware of no one they don't mention anyone else actually getting hurt as much as just like oh the someone's car is like s- smashed yeah and the, mm-hmm. the shed is ripped apart there's not even like you know uh surprisingly there's no dead animals except for the ones we encounter uh up close um, oh man oh jesus this one's got some brute yes. starting with whereas like the hides the hides cannot be the Jekylls cannot be uh, trusted with animals. <laughs> no. In that, uh, as she explores, uh, Heidi finds a suspicious room with wallpaper torn all over the place. And it's all ripped up. And it's, it's, I, it's like a monster was in there. And uh, I think Mariana tells her, like, oh, well, this was, it was just a cat George that we had. And we had to put him to sleep because he was just too crazy. <laughs> it, it, I love their reasoning. He, they put, he got locked in the room. And yeah. went wild, and they were like, "Well, we put him down because he was just so crazy." You put him down because you idiotically locked him in a room, you ding dongs. I I immediately hated the Jekylls for being terrible. Pet cat owners. slander. It's more cat slander. Is all I'm saying. It is yeah. cat slander. Uh, and uh, George the cat uh, did not deserve. Did nothing that. wrong. George the cat did nothing wrong. 
If George the Cat is even real now, I don't know. Yeah, oh, good, um, good. He might yes. not be real. He might, it might just be a bad story. I do like that um, in the in the previous dinner, um, the, the good doctor describes that uh, there are pills for everything now. Like pills for your depression, pills to <laughs> oh, yeah. make you go to sleep. One what if there was a pill that makes could... you larger? <laughs> <laughs> what if there was a pill that could change your personality? <laughs> like, and he's like, that'd be something cool, right? You could, <laughs> you could completely change a person based on a pill you fed them. And I'm like, I wonder what they're leaning into. Like, is this going to have like a prescription drugs angle? That's like, what toward, I was wondering too. Them? Yeah. But that, that thread's never really picked up again. I thought like George the Cat might be like a thread like that, where it's like, mm. um, we gave him a pill and it made him crazy. Yeah, George the Cat was purely a cat, moment of cat slander and yeah. uh, a scapegoat for what ultimately would come in this. I'm story. gonna I'm gonna hope that George wasn't actually real and was just well, a lie. They kill enough guinea pigs. For, yeah, this is for this science. Is pretty, this is pretty wild. I was surprised they even got away with it. Weirdly enough, in this book. Uh, I don't know. If we, do we want to jump to, to guinea pig? I feel like it's a few few scenes. I away. don't know. Is it? Well, let me see if anything happens. Um. Oh well, I do. I did have to call out the fact that uh, they constantly refer to the people that live down in town as villagers, which felt very strange and antiquated to me. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's, it's it's adding to the Resident Evil too. At all of like those people are a lower class than us. It is, but it's also very New England. Oh, is it? Okay, I didn't know if that's yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. You'd refer to like. Local, I guess you'd say locals, but okay. that would imply that you're like just not really from the small town. Mm-hmm. I think villager, because like they're kind of outside the village. Yeah. So like people, it makes sense to my New England brain to call them villagers, but it is it, it is it is creepy and classist and weird. It's weird. Here we would say like townies would be like a person like you're yeah. like if you're from yeah. the if you're from the town, you know. Other citizens, as I am a citizen. Uh... <laughs> Oh, Chad, I want to say you were right. I just want to, I, you know, I feel I was wrong to say that the cat slander scene came after the murder night in the village. It did not. In my notes, I see that it did come after that. So I apologize to you. Wow. Justification. You are right. Chad was right. Uh, Also, also around this area that happened, like Jekyll, Dr. Uncle, Mr. Jekyll is really just like. He's mad that you would insinuate that there is a mo- he, you know, there's a monster involved with them. But also, he's doing that like at the dinner table, like, hey, you know, the real, the original Doctor Jekyll wasn't so bad. He, he <laughs> right. was just misunderstood. <laughs> right. He had some good ideas. The trains ran on time. Uh, sort of, sort of talk. Absolutely, yeah. You're like, okay, a little suspicious. I love when confronted about the beast. I actually wrote a quote from him. He screams, "Beast! There's no beast! No beast!" And it's a very believable, very believable moment. <laughs> There's, it's never like a mystery what's going on. No, <laughs> like to even to Heidi. Heidi's like, I wish I had some like proof or something. And then like her uncle comes home one night and his clothes are all ripped up, and he's like, fell down the hill. <laughs> I would. Like, oh yeah, it's like night jogging or something. Yeah, <laughs> night jogging without a flashlight. Uh, also, it's uh, this is kind of it's a clue and they answer it later. But I was still a little confused with this entire runner of. So while she is sneaking around the house, I think this is after uh, Dr. Uncle Mr. Jekyll is out for his quote unquote night run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she like finds the lab, uh, an empty cup that like has the residue, I guess, of green liquid, i.e. like a potion was just right. drank. Yep. Yeah. Uh, a science potion. A science potion. <laughs> Though I, for some reason, I still pictured it in like 
a fun mug, like a uh, <laughs> people in New 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 Virginia do it better or something. Uh-huh. Um, I, I picture it in a uh, it's just called New England, New Virginia. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't remember the name of the state, New Virginia. <laughs> it's Vermont. <laughs> It's all it's all a bunch of tiny little states up there that I don't I don't know. It's wow. one state. Indiana could eat all your states in one big chomp. Damn, he's right though. <laughs> why doesn't it? Why, why doesn't why doesn't it simply eat the other states because it's bigger? Yeah, there's no bigger state than Indiana. This is what I assume the Mortal Engines book series is kind of about where all the cities <laughs> eat each other. It's just like big city chomp chomp. Well, you realize that means you're that means Indiana gets eight. Chad, because it's about cities with populations eating smaller. Oh, no, okay, no. the state. All right, so it's a state. The state's a big Pac-Man. It goes num num num. Oh num, man, num. that means <laughs> like, Texas is going to eat us all. Oh yeah, well we have to band together, or we have to eat each other to big bigger. Uh, okay, why yes, am I going to yeah. band together with you? You were just going to eat my small Let state. Let me eat your state so that I can take down Texas, Kevin. <laughs> I'm not going to provide sustenance to you. <laughs> so now we get to hamster murder, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh. She confronts Mariana, uh, Mariana, um, yeah. and I forget what the whole thing. Mariana is. Trench. Mariana Trench. She, uh, she says something to her. They're like, oh, because she wakes up in the morning and she hears Mariana and and uh, Doctor Uncle having a fight. Uh, she pretends like she didn't hear it, which is obvious that she definitely heard it. And then she reveals a masterful play, masterful play, and then <laughs> and then and then belittles belittles Mariana's intelligence by saying, "Your fight, I did overhear it, Mariana. I was lying to you." Uh, gotcha, gotcha. One of my skills as a poet is the ability to assume any role, <laughs> including that of a liar. <laughs> she tells her this, and then uh, Mariana is upset about her dad and the things going on in the village and the whole while is holding a hamster and when the chapter ends the hamster is dead it is squeezed to death by mariana didn't didn't mean to but she got so upset she she killed her hamster in a rage ernie the hamster her only friend he had a cute pink nose oh he was so cute he had a great personality that was fully fleshed out in this book Yep, we got real attached to Ernie the Hamster. I feel like this moment was uh, of Mice and Men getting thrown into the blender, but completely sure. missing missing what made it okay about the, the mouse death and of Mice and Men. It does not work for Mariana here. I do not feel that. I do not feel bad for her in this situation. Well, this is why I was like, oh, Mariana must be a, a Frankenstein's monster homunculus because uh, this fits in with like, she can't yeah. control her, her muscles okay. and she's, you know. Yeah, that's where I was like, oh, Mariana's the monster because she killed a thing. Interesting. I, I didn't think that she was the monster there. Uh, I get I totally see that. Yes. And I guess that is kind of the point of that, right? It was it was there for me. There are a lot of things in there that might make you think that a bunch of different people could be the monster. Sure. Yeah. Knowing Goosebumps, I'm always like, well, we're going to find out the entire town is monsters except for Jekyll. Uh-huh. Right. That's why they hate him. That'd right. be an Never. interesting twist. I kind of like that. Yeah. And this book doesn't try to twist too hard. I mean, it does try to twist, but it becomes obvious. And I think the next scene that I wrote down after the hamster killing is that she's in a room and she is looking for a book to read and she accidentally bumps the bookcase and opens up a secret compartment with a diary in it. And then as soon as you're reading the diary, it's like, oh, it's pretty apparent that Mariana is the monster here. You you call you called it that that was Mariana's diary? Oh yeah. I was totally thrown off by the old timey paper. I was mm. like, this has gotta be ancient. They they kind of they kind of jumped around, even the narrator. At some point, um, you know, Heidi seems to believe 
It's the original Jekyll's diary. Right. Uh, because of the age. And then it seems to be also like, well, it's not, if it's not, then she also refers to it as like Uncle Jekyll's diary, or at least it's talking about Uncle Jekyll, so it must be modern. Uh, yeah, we will find out later it is Mariana's. Right. Uh, I figured there'd diary. be like a couple Lisa Frank stickers in there if it was a <laughs> girl's diary, but like, what do I know? Yeah. At least, yeah, at least one puffy sticker on there, please. 12 year old girls are not a monoculture. I learned that from Goosebumps. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, it's just like Uncle Jekyll, you know, he's aware of a monster of some sort, but I don't even know that's a big reveal in that, like, the entire town is besieged by nightly monster attacks. I just wonder, why are you sticking around, guys? Get out of, ta- get out of, what is this town The property value is so good, Paul. Yeah, they're all, they're all poor, too. They, they reference that, that it's not the wealthiest little town, like. Okay, I felt like that's definitely a thing. I think there's a class thing going on in here, which is interesting. A little bit of a class statement, and I thought, like, like I, you know what I thought was really interesting about this book is that Doctor Uncle Von Jekyll says <laughs> yep. to says to our main protagonist Heidi, uh, "You need to just ignore it, and you need to like, yeah. you'll be happier if you stop paying attention to the horrors that are happening in the world." Which I thought was a very poignant, like, upper class thing to say, right? Like, just turn off, sure. turn it off. You just got to not pay attention to it. I thought that was really cool. Don't pay attention to all the problems I'm causing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think a lot of these dynamics were working for me in that also because of the nature of, of Heidi's dead parents that it's this is not like one of the other books like Deep Trouble like where my uncle invited me to come out. Now he's suddenly mad at me for like, you know, this kind of like mixed confusions. This is very much a girl that was just thrown into a situation that no one was really ready for. Right. Um. So it kind of all of this kind of works that like yeah. Jekyll is badly hiding things and Mariana doesn't know how to interact with folks. The tight time frame also really works for that too. Like mm-hmm. you're you're just you're mm-hmm. as bombarded as Heidi is by the amount of shit happening. Right. Uh, because this, there's yeah, no the like great in this one. Yeah, there's no like Beauty and the Beast montage where like she learns to love the mansion or anything like that. It's just like every night the town is literally on fire. Right. So <laughs> The Silent Hill sirens go off. Yeah. Um, I think this is where next uh, Heidi, you know, very suspicious of everything that's going on, still mourning the loss of the gerbil. Yeah. Uh, sneaks down into Uncle Jekyll's lab, who, yes, he has a lab. Like, he's like, uh, there's no monster, and Jekyll had some good ideas, but I'm I'm a different. Uh, and she sees as he drinks uh, some sort of formula, mm-hmm. yeah. and he reacts uh, in a monstrous uh, manner. Yeah, he makes yeah. some grunting noises, and then flee, and then f- runs out of the door, leaving her. Yeah. And then the monster attacks again. And we're which, could, which, by the way, could just be he was just having some real hard like liquor. You know what I mean? You just we take like a big shot yeah. of tequila, and you're like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and then you go and try and destroy a town. <laughs> Well, tequila for me, yeah. He's like, oh shit, I forgot my orange and my tahine, and he runs out. <laughs> uh, I believe he also, like, yeah, he locks her in a room well, sort of thing. does like, that happen right away? Is that, yeah, it is right now. He he catches her, locks her in the room, and then she sees him run off to town from the window. Yep. She falls out the window trying to climb down, uh, almost kills herself, doesn't, and then chases him into town, where, yeah. again, the entire town is on fire, uh, police officers are firing guns at the monster. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like that's great. Like they don't. Like, they're not like brandishing like a club or anything. They're just no, yeah. straight this on. This is all. Sh- this is Resident Evil Two. Like Raccoon City is gone. They are, like it is yeah. go- in the midst of being taken. Yeah, it is the. This is the big attack. This is the big one. 
and the, uh, the the monster corners Heidi, and she's like trying to reason with it. And Aaron, anime boy, like teleports out of midair and is like, "Don't hurt her!" And then he gets fucking like rock bottomed into a into flaming, a fire, <laughs> into a fire. Into a I, flaming house. I love when I read these books. I'm sure you guys do this too. I'm directing them in my head, and in my mind, this is like yeah. a scene from Kung Pao because he gets flung into a fire, and she's like, "Oh my god!" And then she like looks to the fire, and he climbs out of it. And he's like, "I'm good. I'm okay. Oh I'm good. I'm fine." <laughs> I'm young. I won't feel any of these pains for another ten or fifteen years. Uh, that was like the funniest shit to me when he's, he's just like lifted up and thrown like a like an enemy in Mario Two. He climbs out and he rolls on the ground, uh, presumably putting the fires on his body. Oh, out. I love that. Yeah, that's the most actually thing. He is ro- he is rolling into combat. Uh, both dodging and putting out the fire at the same time. It's like this guy knows what and he's, he's doing. He's saying I'm okay while he's rolling. Yeah, he's Dark Souls rolling around, yeah, <laughs> around uh-huh. the monster as he's sea locked onto it. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> totally, 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 totally. Truly uh, incredible. Truly incredible moment. He's like, I'll tank. You just hit, hit it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I have that item on that makes it aggro. Come on to me, no matter what. I got you. You gotta have Shabriri's well. That's it, Shabriri's well. <laughs> I couldn't remember. Uh, I believe this by so Aaron is like. Uh, left standing with the monster. She she gets out of there. She like runs away. Yeah, she heads yeah. back to the house. Um, we we did miss a completely inconsequential scene where she takes her bike into town during the day. Oh and yeah, nothing really happens. So it's fine oh, that we sure. skipped it. But I just I will say I will say there's, there's the tiniest scary part about that is like she has seen the villagers essentially like unpack the damage from the previous attack. I yeah, think that's where right. she, she sees a fence has been ripped apart and yeah. shit smashed into. And this is the car has been destroyed. And like the villagers are like, I think when they hear that she's a Jekyll, they're like, get her. They turn yeah. on her pretty quickly. And, and I think that scene is also set up. It sets up that um, Aaron is comes to her defense in that moment. Um, yeah. so, so I would say that that might be a little bit of that too, right? Is that it? Uh, I think it's sure, just to, sure. to stand for Endears it. you to Aaron Endear a little bit. Aaron yeah, to, yeah, he helps, yeah, helps you get out of there a little bit. So. I didn't need to be sold on Aaron. I no. really liked Aaron from no. the first interaction. Great but, first yeah, impression. The, the, that scene happens. Anyway, but, but back to getting back to the tower. Return to the tower. Return to the tower. The the the, the townsfolk are now chasing with torches. We're, we have a full-on Frankenstein situation here. Yeah, they've decided we don't need to build an evidence case. Enough is enough. We're, we're just killing this family. The town's moral f- and social fabric has fallen apart completely. <laughs> <laughs> Heidi gets back to uh, the mansion and she's pursued by the beast. And um, she's like cornered when uh, she's cornered in the lab, I think. And she thinks about drinking some beast potion herself. Mm-hmm. So she can go toe to toe with the thing. Uh-huh. What? Oh, this was such a frustrating nothing beat. She like, yeah. there's a whole, like, I'll think about doing it. Yes. Cool. Oh shit! The potions are all drink. That's right. I already saw him drink all the potions. Cool. I'm glad we put this idea in and then didn't do anything with it. it Maybe so bad. That's also interesting considering what happens at the very end right. of the book. Right. Yeah. At, at, in this moment, then uh, she's uh, cornered by the beast and doesn't get to drink the potion to protect herself. And then Doctor Jekyll uh, uh, arrives and tackles the beast until the German beast... suplexes the beast. German suplexes yeah, the beast. Yeah. Just puts her in like a sleeper hole. Puts her, he, he, like... puts, he puts her into the walls of Jericho and <laughs> <laughs> and holds her there until she returns to form of Marietta. And then he explains that he's been making potions. This is the best part. This is a scientist speaking. Uh, uh, he explains yeah. that he's been making potions to try and turn her back, but he tests 
them all on himself because that's yeah, how what? science works. Because a regular human, I guess, if you drink the potion, it'll turn you. I don't know what the, I don't know what his thought process. No, the logic doesn't track at all, Paul. It's it's like he has to be drinking these things and going, yeah, I feel like if I was a werewolf, this would make me not a werewolf. That feels right. Right. Maybe it's just to make sure it doesn't kill a person. That's, that's what I think is implied, which is yeah. loving and thoughtful. And I think he should But even do then, that. the biology of like, whatever, a 12-year-old girl versus a full-grown man, I got to think is different. Oh, yeah. But I, lo- I love all the like, um, <laughs> the I guess the lore dumping here. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're just like having a moment where like, Heidi is like, oh, Mariana's the monster. And uh, Dr. Jekyll's like, yep, I'm the monster. That's why I drink all those potions. That's why I do all this thing. That's why this. That's why these things. And it's like, it's just such like an assault of RL being like, that's why I did all this stuff. So stop fucking talking to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Also, also that there is no Jekyll curse at all here. This is a, they were out like camping <laughs> and yeah. Mariana wandered off and got bit by some creature and ever since then, she's been transforming at night, i.e. she clearly got bit by a werewolf. Right. Mm-hmm. And in this situation where a daughter without any parents is there and a parent with a daughter who needs to be killed with a silver bullet, perfect situation. Kill the kill the werewolf, adopt a new child, you you've downsized. <laughs> one, one kid in, one kid out. One kid in, yeah, one kid out. It's just, we've, we've fixed both problems. <laughs> yeah, sort of like a, you know, sort of like a, a net neutral there. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's too while, negative while this entire conversation is happening there are just the entire town is heading up to the mansion and starting to just burn and smash they it, set the house on fire they, they're in the house with axes smashing things saying this is what he did to our town that's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing she's like yeah she's hiding and sees them just smashing the sink like they know he's not it's not like they're trying to get through a door i love it this will fuck up his countertops this will (laughs) show him that's what i'd do if i was a if i was an angry if i was a member of an angry mob i just kind of like i don't know i'm here to hit stuff and and shouting for rich (laughs) or whatever and be like they're hiding somewhere like i'm here to shout like npc ass like dialogue can't hide forever batman yeah you just yell out loud must have been a rat Must have been. I hear. I hear he's in the shadows. I would. I would have loved uh, uh, just like one moment where like the villagers free all the guinea pigs and there's like a oh my god like a, a carpet of guinea pigs fleeing the mansion. Incredible! Oh, that'd be incredible. Why? Why wasn't he testing? I assumed they were, but like, why wasn't he testing the potion on the guinea pigs? I think he was. I think he was, but then he was taking it out on him. I don't know what. He's that? also like, you know what? This looks pretty tasty. I'm gonna drink it. One of the things about animal testing is that, um, like, something that works on a mouse, a mouse isn't, like, a mouse is not similar to a person. No, I don't know if no I, of course not. No. Yes. Oh, you know what? Because he thought of pigs are very similar to humans in certain in terms of intelligence, right? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, yep. he, maybe that's why he thought he was like, guinea pig, close enough. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, what's in my budget? I'm, I'm paying insane property taxes in this Vermont mansion. Yeah. Guinea no pig. matter what, I can't imagine there's a lot of pet stores in this town. I can't believe I just said that pigs were close to humans in intelligence. I yeah. think they are. That's no, a thing. That makes sense. You said it with such confidence. Such Italian confidence, Paul. It sounded right. <laughs> wait, a, wait to hear me say stuff like that in the new voice I'm going to premiere on the next episode. I'm I, so excited. I'm going to miss your old voice. I thought J.G. Quintel was talking to me. <laughs> 
Oh man! Uh, so at this point, uh, everyone's—they're they're just going to kill this family. It sure seems like. Yeah. Um, but luckily, there's a secret exit in the basement. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's an old mansion, I guess. They don't completely get into like how much this has been a Jekyll estate versus like there's a, there's a little bit of this being Young Frankenstein, where like this is just must be Frankenstein's legacy. And, right. And Jekyll gets this place, and yeah, I don't know. Maybe old Jekyll used this place to escape in the past, but there is a yeah. A secret tunnel in the basement. I do like how Heidi never really decides if she's a Jekyll or a townsperson or a villager yeah. or whatever. Like mm-hmm. she like she's like the the Jekylls are like, come, let's escape. You'll escape with us. And she's like, Yeah, all right. <laughs> like like you guys are my best shot. I definitely want to be around this monster girl some more. If the villagers are in your house burning it down and you're escaping through a tunnel underground, you're the baddies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then and this is the weirdest part of the book for me. Yeah, go mm-hmm. on. Go ahead. She's like, I can't escape to safety. Right. I have to go back into the burning mob beset mansion and get the diary. And I'm like, oh, because the diary is from the old Jekyll. It might have a cure for monsteritis. Mm. And I think she talks about it being an historical document. Like, that's why she wants to go back and get it. She's like, it's worth a fortune. It's like, is it? What? What? Like, and it's not. Apparently, it's just a young girl's diary. (laughs) It's just a young girl's diary, and she skipped. She was so excited, she skipped over page one that had the uh, the 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 (laughs) name. If lost, give this book to Mariana. Yeah, reward of thirteen (laughs) dollars. I think it's it's also kind of telling that like. Does she tell, she tells, like, uh, Dr. Mr. Uncle Jekyll, like, I gotta go back and get the book. And, like, he's like, like, really? Like, like don't, don't do that. So you think at some point, <laughs> yeah. if he's telling you it's not worth it, listen to him. But she just, like, breaks off with, like, weird confidence suddenly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she goes upstairs, she gets the book, and then the villagers catch her. And they're like, let's kill this little girl. And Aaron shows up and he's like, hey, I'm here to burn and smash things as much as anyone. But maybe let's not include child murder. Uh-huh. In I, can, proceedings. I can vouch that she's new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he like stops the uh, the kids that are that are like, uh, you know, about to piggy this girl. Uh, yeah. You know, they're about <laughs> they're like ready to they're ready to drop a rock on her. And yep. uh, he and he's like, no, no, no. This one's cool. We're good. We're good. And he takes her out. And they escape. Yep. They go down to uh, I guess they go to his house, right? Yeah, they no, go. she just takes no, she just takes Aaron back down to the basement. Oh, and they go right. through the tunnel. For some reason, they go through the tunnel, even though he's, she's got someone vouching for her. Okay. You think they're also they would have been like, well, we're gonna follow her. You know what I mean? Right. Well, like, she's we're like, gonna still ask you for answers. She's like, I gotta catch up to the the, the Jekyll fam, and um, they're they're gone. They they're- bail. <laughs> so this yeah. is this is the sad moment for me. Is her parents died, and then her new family that was supposed to take care of her gets her in a lot of trouble, and then bails on her and leaves her in the trouble. Well, yeah, they 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 emerge out of the tunnels, and she's lost and separated from her family, and basically asking, "Will I ever see them ever again?" Yeah, there's a there's that moment where she looks up at the house as it's burning, and she's sad because she's lost another home. And it's yeah, like, man, RL, best thing you ever did was kill this girl's parents. Like that's awesome. Like it really yeah. makes well, a lot of these things. She's got a cute boyfriend now. Yeah, she's at Aaron's house, and their his mom's making the minestrone soup or whatever, and. <laughs> She's like, I saved this diary, though. And they look through it, and guess what? It's Mariana's diary. And she writes about how she hid the diary in her uh, cousin's new bedroom, I guess. For some and, reason, yeah. And also, she bit her cousin in the, in the night while she was sleeping, and then she took the diary out to write about it, then she put it back. <laughs> dun, dun, dun! 
Oh no, Hel- Hel- Helga, you're also a werewolf. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what a. It's strange that they didn't really set this up at all, but it wasn't even tied to like they left the window open or her like waking up one morning going, ah, oh, my neck's killing me or uh, bug bites. They did. Just... No, they did do that. There was a scene. We skipped over it. There was a scene where she talks about she has a nightmare in. in I think before night two. Uh, or, oh, I thought that was just a dream ballet. It is a dream ballet. There is a dream ballet. Wow, I know what I know what that means now. Kevin told me the day what a dream ballet was. Uh, that she does have a dream ballet in the middle after night one, I believe. When she comes home, she has a dream ballet. I'm gonna be honest. Whenever I see a dream is happening, I just skip until it's not a dream anymore. This one felt like a, it, I. I'm with you. I kind of glossed over. It. Like I read it, obviously, but I like kind of was like, okay, all right. I'm a little. I guess. The, yeah, yeah. It's there to. It's there to be a scary scene. It's a bonus scare, right? It's a dream ballet scare. Yeah. It's like it's like all right, I get a free yeah. a free scare. I just I I I really must have glossed entirely over it once I saw I was having a dream. I'm like, yeah, nope. <laughs> she wakes up and she feels her arm is sore, but she doesn't check it or notice that there's a bite on it or anything. You're right. Like I completely. She. I guess that was the bite. That was the nibble. Yeah. So she did get bit in it, and that we find out at the end that her cousin bit her. So now she's a, a werewolf. Hido is a werewolf too, and yep. uh, the her life sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, maybe she and Aaron can find a life together where she can maybe control it and, and I don't know, fight crime. Werewolf by night coming to Marvel Chad, next year. I sure hope so, because they pre-wicked this character and then did nothing with the pathos <laughs> that they built for her. For us. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like the ending of this book le- leaves me hopeful for sequel. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see this character again in a new scenario. Let's see. I'm going to um, go to her, her wiki page. Yeah. yeah, I mean, also the 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 Jekyll and Mariana are just gone. They are they are Ada Wong, uh, slipping away for the next sequel. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. I don't believe there is another book. I think this is the only one. Sadly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Just the ending just feels so deflating. It was a great book, right? Like it's a great book, and then you just get this kind of like very sad ending, which is okay for horror, but I don't think that Heidi did anything to deserve this ending. Yeah, I don't think you also even need the bite. Like, I, you know, obviously Goosebumps just feel like they have to have this twist. It's it's like Shyamalan effect of like, yeah. well, this is part of the the, the franchise now. So we've got to right. put something in there. But I think just looking up at the the burning castle and and kind of realizing that this new home was gone, you can end on a downer. But just this like, womp, womp, you got bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, kind of, kind of takes it out. Like, you can have a Empire Strikes Back-like ending. Yeah. And that's that can be really cool where everyone's just fucked. But I felt like this ending, like RL just couldn't resist doing a punchline, which, yeah. which is his version of a twist. It's just, and now you're a vampire, or you know, you're a werewolf, Heidel Jekyll monster. What if it had been like, you know, whether she got bit or not, it's it's going through the Bible, uh, not the Bible, it's going the through Bible. the diary, mm-hmm. realizing that, oh, oh my God, you know, Mariana hid this from me or whatever it is. Or I I even so like where our secret town is, is we're going to go to New York City or whatever. And then like, and, and then Heidi turns to Aaron and she's like, hey, you want to go on a road trip with me and hunt some vampires? That would be cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's when the music kicks in. I want, yeah, I want like a powerful, I wanted to give, Heidi power at the end of this book. She deserved to to have some agency in her life at this point. And, I agree. And she didn't get that, and that makes me sad. 
I wanted Heads Will Roll to play over the credits Fuck of the yes, anime. yes. <laughs> I wanted Lincoln Park to come in. Would you do? Would you do? Um, uh, crawling in my skin. <laughs> oh, that one's really good. I was thinking just because of the memes recently, I'd be doing what I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> maybe faint. Maybe faint ends on a really nice, like kind of creepy. Uh, I gotta listen to Meteora again. Ah, oh, it's good. It's a good band, guys. Meteora makes me think Magic Cards because. That's when I first started playing Magic Cards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, <laughs> sure. And um, Evanescence makes me think Dungeons and Dragons. Cool. Interesting. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on this book, y'all? Well, now I'm just thinking how much Heidi would enjoy Evanescence and, and Linkin Park if she had just, like, stuck it out a little bit longer. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe she like you know maybe we do a I've been playing on Resident Evil maybe we do a Resident Evil Village post credit scene where we cut to you know ten years later uh huh she Heidi comes back is like in her twenties and she's got her Walkman headphones on or whatever's relevant maybe it's her first iPod and she's uh she's on the bus and she's like listening to to Lincoln Park as she she pulls up she goes and, to the and, mansion right and she's got and she goes down through the wreckage into the lab and she opens the door and she and she finds a a fridge in there and she opens it up and there's one vial of green liquid in there. Oh! And she pulls it out and she goes, well, hello there. And she cocks a shotgun, chugs it back and then then we get some a sick riff comes in. I've yeah, yeah. become so numb. Yes. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I would watch the fuck out of that movie series. That sounds good. Hell yeah. Yo, weird thing I just saw I was looking at the Jekyll and Heidi on uh, the Goosebumps fandom page. So this yeah. does not have a sequel, and and, uh, and she, Heidi does not get another story. But there is a, another book coming up very soon. It is called The Werewolf in the Living Room, and yeah. it has yeah. an Aaron Freitas in it who is not the same Aaron Freitas. But he is a werewolf hunter. Okay. It could be connected, but it's definitely not because I think it's we'll, – we'll, we'll save it. This is book 12. Okay. Um, and – uh, let's see. Or let's make sure this is 14th book. So book 17 is three books away. It's weird that RL would have used the same name right. twice within a couple months of each other and not made it the same character. I am going to suggest that we choose to read it as a sequel. Okay. Yeah, sounds like fun. Well, I hope I hope he mentions Heidi or Heidi died. Let's put it in there. I mean, if he doesn't, we're going to find the place that we assume that he was saying that. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it right now. Heidi is either the first werewolf he hunted, or she's going to be the last. <laughs> oh, sick! Oh my well, god, I can't wait. He's haunted by he's haunted by having to take put down Heidi. Oh my <laughs> dude! In this book, his mom is dead because Heidi killed his mom as a werewolf. He had <laughs> to put Heidi down, and he had to go live with his dad. So she just she passed on the pain of her life of the losing parents. The first girl I ever loved oh. killed the first woman I ever loved. Oh, I'm fucking psyched for this. I can't wait to read it. <laughs> uh, if you want us to read that book sooner than chronological order, mm. or if you wanted to read other books, say like the more recent Michigan Chillers that we covered, Dinosaurs Destroyed Detroit, there's a way to control the narrative. How do we do it, Chad? <laughs> you can go to <laughs> patreon.com slash goosebuds, where you can support the show, be able to vote on books on polls, get access to bonus Camp Goosebuds monthly episodes, which us hanging around the digital campfire and shooting the shooting the shit, making each other laugh, and also access to our exclusive Discord. Those episodes are called Whoops All Banter. 
Oops, all banter. A disaster at the banter factory. Uh, wow, supporting Goosebuds on Patreon gets me all that? It can't be that easy. <laughs> it's just that easy, Kevin. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Goosebuds. Join do us. It. I think you all too already do uh, pledge and support the show. Yes, thank you very much. I, I enjoy eating food and paying rent. Same, same. Thank you. And you could, you too can be in the Book of Names, a segment coming up soon that's always a fun time. I'm going to go like pet my animals and hold them close but not too tight yes and also guys i gotta tell you i think while we recorded i think the mario trailer dropped. <gasps> uh-oh well, so i gotta I, hold on i gotta boost my shit <laughs> we, can't, <laughs> we can't end yet i know you want to i know you want to pet things and, and get get yourself involved in no, the culture please, should, yeah please boost boost all the shit okay hi uh last time we talked the Space Kings book wasn't uh, wasn't out yet, I don't think. Uh, but Space Kings book it's totally out. You can get it at Space Kings at Space if you want the digital version. Guess what? If you like, if you really like playing that game, you like playing tabletop RPGs, and you're like, I wish this book was physical. You can go to book.spacekings.space and get a book. You can get it shipped to you internationally. If I'm not currently offering your uh, like country, you just send me an email and give me your address, and I'll add your country. I just need to figure out shipping for it. Uh, but fuck yeah, yeah. Um, it's been it's been really like uh, awesome to see people getting their books and having fun playing Space Kings. And you know, it could be you if you wanted. If you wanna if you wanna support uh, me. Uh, if you already own Space Kings, if you're if if you've been like listening to me for a while and, and you like my stuff, um, maybe check out GiveKevinMoney.com. That's where my Patreon is, and I make video games and all sorts of fun stuff on that their little website. So uh, check me out. I'm holding my book right now. I'm holding it in my hand right now. It's and you know what? It kind of smells like a fresh pack of Magic cards. Ooh, you can sense that I said hello to it in a respectful way before I sent it out. <laughs> yeah, I opened it up and I it was like. It was just like the like the essence of the hello came. Oh, uh, yeah, I feel like crackle. It, you know, yeah, yeah. It was a cool you moment. Uh, hey, I'll, I'll I'll plug something. Um, if you're listening to this in October 2022, this is Spooky Month, but also it's kind of a stealth sci-fi month in that uh, Star Trek Prodigy season two is dropping October 27th, I think. Yeah. So uh, check it out on Paramount Plus sign or Nickelodeon eventually. Oh. Yeah, I'm fucking excited. Hell Thank yeah! You. Check Thank out you. my friends' stuff, please. Also watch Continue Show. Paul, you want to plug anything? A really good episode of Mushroom Mushroom Men dropped on Continue. Got all my stuff. Just uh, uh, go listen to Wii and Wii U console music uh, by Kazumi <laughs> Totaka, uh, please. It's one. It's wonderful. It's good stuff. All right, guys. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go hug my pets. Hold them close. I love you both. Love you guys. I'm gonna go too. Bye. All right, I'm gonna, gonna run out of my underground tunnel. See ya. <laughs> Bye. episode of Goosebuds is brought to you by our fantastic Patreon supporters. They are forever immortalized in this episode's Book of Names. Book of Names. Starting with Stefan Jive Turkey Kuwabara. Hollis Hornbeak. Low Belly Hate Me. Cameron Murphy Audio. Michael McDowell. Hey Josh Rob. Mickey C. Nathan Dolezal. Kelly C. Mike Lanteri. Buddy Morrill. Alcade. Mel Dipson. Afshin. Danky McStanky. Dango Twist. Brian Wells. Zentacles is a chiller from Michigan. Stealth Bass. Robert Moon. Jason Crooker. Clay Castle. Miguel Pardo. John Keaty. Calf. Third Sergio. Real chat here. Don't listen to Imposter <laughs> Chad after this when he says there are no new paranoia shop. There is a new paranoia shop. 
he was he was silenced. Uh, there's no new paranoia shop. Quentin, I am in your walls. Gregory D. Warren. Alan Sailor. Cody Redfield. Bradford Coulter. Aiden Alexander Dice. Jar Jar Slinks. Chosen one. Levi then. Up and champ. Carl. Anthony Mulberry. The John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation. Elusive Koala. Yanni Markovina. Brooke X. Jesus Christ. Christian Van Skeever. Drew Applegate. Jeremy Lowe. Alicia Grafe. Brian Hobgood. Zach Connor. Patreon underscore donator comma yo. Joe Spooky Digital Ghost Tierney. Tom Woodham. Andrew Jadzik is curious what got little old moi pretty French (laughs) in such a state. What was the inciting incident? What Frenched Mm. me up? Lord Cornwallis. Carson Birkenbean. Murphy P. Tevin Ticklebean will protect the big Jeff baby. Jonas Blatterman. Sean Minogue. Rushy Glenn. Wiggle it. Luke LaFountain. Chip Hansen. Matt McClellan. John, no pigeon hat barber. <gasps> We're happy to your pigeon. Paul Grasso. Sarah Kemp. Joe, regular name Scott. Tanya Turtle. Alex Moon, the robotic dog. Juan Jalapena. Vincent Modica. Luke Noodles. Hugh Bolin. Zam Bambino. Keith Halcrow. Timothy Misodilakis. Clay McCarty. Matthew Stevens. Parker Lee. Hamboat. Hey guys, Kevin here. Where's the craziest pay- place you stole a urinal cake from? Keep in touch. They're free everywhere, and technically. Raymond Hernandez. Flamily. The Crow fans, but autumnal. Matthew Sutton. Jeffrey Owen Cahi. Nathan Remick. Lee Wood. Need more kimchi. Kelsey Kinneman. Russell Kastberg. Xavier Jimenez. Brandon Arafit. Chris Putricus. Scotty Pippen. Reed Steubendike. Streak. Meet Virginia. Joey Evans. Dungeon Kappa. Carewise Gamgee. Uh-oh, here we go. MC <laughs> Hamster, hashtag quicksand truth. <laughs> it actually says qu- quicksand, too. <laughs> qu- quicksand truth. There's no I. It's quicksand. <laughs> MC Hamster had to get the truth out there so fast. Just tightened up. Someone has made a porn about someone being cucked while they're trapped in fictional quicksand. Zach Wary. Limp Duck. Stinklitch. Alan G. Jessum. Super Swaggy 64, Rise of the Sunshine Yolo Squire. <laughs> Cameron Hansen. Quicksand is real. Wow. I would never say that. <laughs> this is blow after blow. <laughs> <laughs> Rise up, Quicksand Truthers. <laughs> Tobias Clark. Generally depressing. The Deadly Bulb. Ben Bohan. Andre Villanueva. Hey, Anthony. I'm glad you're doing better. Keep up the good work. Estamina, Lord of Paul's Pants. Ryan Stewart. The Davy Boy. Jonas Enavoldson. Calamity Carl. Germ Juice. Nick Johnson. Kieran McNamara. Diet Soda. Stephen Day. Jackie Ledoux. Coleman Laguza. Lamb! Ryan Carroll. A pair of Scots. Jeremy Bowser. Levi Kidder. David Gray. Bryce Diori. Big dwarf energy on that name. Matthew Furtado. <laughs> uh, Ninja Bread Man. Peanut Berg, level 69. Carbson. I am Cornholio. Therefore, I need TP <laughs> for mine bunghole. Got little old moi pretty Frenched. Why? Yeah, but why were you French? <laughs> why, though? Dr. Chocula. Boney. Some of Chad's bird friends. Nicholas Maloney. Burgers Manic Pixie Autumn Boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. That's beautiful. Midwest Indigo 13. Moon Juice. Aaron Lord. Thomas Jansis. 
Eric Horwitz. Tiffany Lee. Dr. Eggdrop Suitman. Lucretia McEvil. Mutant Astronaut. Ooh. SSJ Trogdor. Henry Torbert. Adam Knapp. Logan Derby. Brian Schmelzer. Mike Spaghetti Jones. Chick. Jesse Hammock. Milk Punk. Mr. Misfire. Mandy Nasty. Llama Lad. Skullatoran. Yaplin. Chris. Philip Reynolds. Danzig versus Sean Astin. The battle for Polly Shore's soul begins now. Don't try and unpack it, Chad. <laughs> okay. Leave okay. it. Leave it be. I'm just trying to figure out how all these parties overlap with each other, and I'm very curious. <laughs> what is the association? Please unpack it, actually, for us. Frodo. Why'd you go and have to take that the ring? <laughs> <laughs> That's the association. I got it. Yeah. I'm in. I'm on. I'm aboard. All right. Chicago Frank returns. Nate Bit G. Ooh, that's okay. That's how you, that's how you say that one. R.R. Davis Crafts Reanimator. Scott Wable. Soggy Newspapers. Chris Kulik. Dakota Kemp. John W. Dr. Mr. Unimportant has moved on to Cyberpunk 2077. It's great now. Good to I, hear. I've heard it's pretty good. I've cool. heard it's worth checking out. I want to watch that anime. <laughs> I do, t- I do too. Rocco. <laughs> hey, Josh Howell's here. Hey, we can all agree on that, right? Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> Liam Rogers. Evan Bowen. 976 Evil. Has anyone else tried to call that yet? We should check that out. No, Chad. Oh, you can't call you're evil? You're going to call oh, evil. Okay. Oh, sorry. All right. Satan might answer. <laughs> Kiwi of Lerv. Fucking blowing my mind. Serial Killer X. Greg Musto. Benjamin Luther. Dennis Wright. Jover the Moon. Edgar's Crassus. Hi. First time, long time. Allie Rose. Sprinkle Buns. Only two of us monkeys have escaped the torture of Lord Kevin's grasp. <laughs> the rest are doomed to write more goosebumps, so-called... Oh my God! They got to <laughs> cut them off their message. Or I mean, I, th- I can see kind of the poetic way of saying like it's a it's a knock on the goosebumps, but they don't give. You oh, I see, I see. So called wow. goosebumps. Kevin, why are you the monkey tamer? Like, why are you the because because my because of givekevinmoney.com was misconstrued as givekevinmonkeys.com. That's and then, right. Thank you. Thank you. Please <laughs> yeah. feel free to, we all remember the plot. We all remember this. We're all deep lore. <laughs> None of us have forgotten. So, uh, neither has Cameron Ganzavalveld. Vosivi. Matt Septor. Craig Gervasi, a.k.a. Vitazen. Uh, Dakota Kipper. Hilda B. Kevin Cole's Cockatrice. I hope this is dick enough. What is happening in this one I finally get one. One for Kevin. Everyone has rebelled against Kevin in the Book of Names. The Book of Names is fighting against you. Well, I don't think, I mean, maybe that's good. Do, do folks like that? Is that a positive thing for me to have? I'm just happy to be included. Everyone's just stepping up to Camp Counselor Kevin and wanting to make an impression. Anthony Rodriguez. B. D-Rose Guy 863. Wow. Ooh. How did you read that? That was cyberpunk as fuck. There's a lot of lead in that. Jeffrey Webb is still a big baby, but we both sincerely appreciate your well wishes. Aww. I wish you well. Just Odin's eye hole. Jonathan McKinninch. Turaku, the thing that goes doink in the anime. All he sets. Kate the Great. Mike Hart. Spencer Y. The secret provider. Cassandra Harris. Gulliver. James Stabernos. Gelato Coon. 
Chris no longer skips the banter, fires. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh my god, it works perfectly. That last name was my favorite. Uh, so, Big Nick Lane. Kira and Brian are big fans. Thank you. Spooky Gafal, themed username, version of Goblin Grader from Instagram. Love it. Excellent work. Thank you. Blake, bad time having Kaven. Oh, Blake, I hope you have a better time next time. It never stops. Quicksand Truther. Yeah. Dan Antonio. Greb Comics. Droman. George Props. We'd like to welcome, new to the book of names, Stinko the Clown. Join us, Taylene Jones. Welcome, the Puerto Rican Demon. I think this is you returning with a new name. Welcome back. Welcome, Kayla Norris. And finally, the last name etched in, Farah Tilde. <laughs> welcome. Thank you all so very much. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. Flypaper. The work of the people. Owned by the people. Supported by the people. Visit flypaper.fm.